In a rematch of last year's opening contest, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers held the Dallas Cowboys to just three points, and Leonard Fournette ran all over the Dallas Cowboys for 125 yards in his season debut. We're going to dive into all of that right now on the Locked On Bucks podcast. Let's go. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Buck Nation? Welcome to this live episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast. I'm David Harrison. James Jarko not here with me tonight because, well, honestly, it's super, super late. And James has a day job that requires him to be up a little bit earlier than most of us do. But either way, on behalf of James and, of course, on behalf of myself, we appreciate you making the Locked On Bucks podcast your first listener, your first view Every single day, especially post-game live editions right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on YouTube, on your audio podcast catcher of your choice. When we're not here, of course, you can find James over at BucksNation.com. Find me over at BucksGameDay.com. And then on Twitter at DHarrison82. Find James JR underscore Bucks and the show at Lockdown Bucks. We thank you again for joining us right after the Tampa Bay Buccaneers get their first win of the 2022 regular season, defeating the Dallas Cowboys by an amazing score of 19 to three. I don't think anybody's going to be planning any boat parades for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers after this win, but you know what? It's week one. You don't need to plan Super Bowl championship parades or, or celebrations after week one. You need to get in, get some things put on tape, get some things executed, figure out where you need to grow, where you need to improve. And then if you can, come out with a win like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did and the Dallas Cowboys didn't in the live chat. We've got some people already filling things up. The good Austin, of course, always great to see you in there. Wise one. Uh, And Rick, thanks for joining us. If you're in the live chat, drop your questions, drop your thoughts, drop your comments in there, and we'll go through them as we can. James and I'll be back tomorrow with another full episode. We'll go through as many questions as we can there uh, as well. I've got game balls coming up later in this episode. So if you've got someone you want to nominate for a game ball, Drop it in that live chat. We'll go through as many as we can. But we're going to start with the biggest storyline from this game and perhaps not the biggest storyline impacting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right away, but something that, honestly, I kind of wanted to talk about. James isn't here to stop me, so we're going to discuss the fact that Dak Prescott just is not this generational quarterback or franchise-leading quarterback in the way that people are making him out to be. And if you've listened to this show in such a long time or for, for a long time, You've kind of heard me talk about this before, where when Dak was coming out of college, I was kind of one of the the few people who said, this kid can be a starting NFL quarterback. And then he gets into the NFL. He goes to Dallas Cowboys, does some good things, becomes a starter. I'm super happy, patting myself on the back, saying, look at me knowing college quarterbacks and how to evaluate and all this other stuff. Next thing you know, this guy is eating 20% of a salary cap for the Dallas Cowboys and being talked about as his generational quarterback. And I'm going, whoa, where where did all this come from? Then you see Amari Cooper kind of follow the Dallas Cowboys. He gets traded. They don't have the money or the wherewithal to bring in top-tier wide receiver talent or go out there and try to make any of these trades that happen every single offseason or go out there and prioritize trading up or drafting a wide receiver in the first-round form. So he's left with CeeDee Lamb, who for some reason a lot of people think is going to be this next generational wide receiver. He's still young. Maybe he can turn into that, but he's not there yet. And then what, Noah Brown is his number two guy because he's got other other weapons. What we saw on Sunday night is the fact that Dak Prescott simply not a quarterback that can rise ships around him, right? Everybody wants the next Tom Brady. And Tom Brady, we know 
going back to his days with the Patriots. We've seen it here with the Buccaneers. He's a guy that can take average players and make them good or even look from time to time, right? Make them look great. Or he can take great, great receivers and make them legendary. Right? That's, that was all the conversation when he showed up with Mike Evans. Let's take Mike Evans, go from great, make him legendary. Of course, most Bucks fans already think that Mike Evans is legendary. Uh, what is legendary now is the way you guys are filling up the chat. So definitely appreciate that. We'll go through uh, some of that. As far as injury updates right now, I see a little bit of uh, questioning going on. Anything on Leonard Fournette? It seems like a lot of people basically leaving this game limping. I mean, Donovan Smith wasn't necessarily limping, but he leaves the game. Yeah, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers definitely didn't get out of Dallas perfectly clean. No, as of right now, not any official words on any injury. And, of course, with these guys, you don't want to necessarily go out on a limb and speculate too much about their health. So we'll, we'll hope to get more on that from Coach Bowles, especially Monday during his head coach press conference, and then as we get later in the week. And, of course, back to Wednesday, we're going back to injury reports, practice reports on a daily basis. So hope that all those guys are good. Chris Godwin leaving the game. Uh, I think Sunday Night Football broadcasted that was a hamstring, not you know not an aggravated ACL. Hopefully that's the case, and it was just one of those quote-unquote tweaks that we hear about. But enough about Dak and his mediocrity or his pedestrian quarterback play. Let's get to the play of the game. That's how we're going to wrap up this first segment in every post-game episode. And the play of the game, it's the only touchdown of the game. It's Tom Brady to Mike Evans. Again, talk about making great players legendary. Five-yard touchdown pass with three minutes, 23 seconds left in the third quarter. Made the game 19-3 to after the extra point. That ends up being your final winning score. So that is the play of the game. I mean, it was kind of an easy. I mean, there was a lot of good plays on defense that you could certainly say, you know, uh, shifted the tide or make sure you keep the keep the Dallas Cowboys down. I mean, if there's a series of the game, perhaps that series where the Dallas Cowboys get the ball on their own 48-yard line after the Tom Brady interception that he, again, on television, everybody saw him, owned up to it himself. That was on him, uh, a mistake by Tom Brady. Sometimes he, he can do that kind of thing. Uh, and still, the Buccaneers defense stands tall and doesn't let the Dallas Cowboys do anything with that. So that's my play of the game. Brady to Evans, five-yard touchdown pass, three and a half minutes left in the third quarter, makes it 19-3 after the extra point. That ends up being your final score, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers get out of week one with a win. Coming up, we're going to go a little bit more into the offense, a little bit more into the defense, specifically the contrast between 2021's opening week game and 2022's opening week game, and we're going to do so thanks to friends of ours like those at Brightco. Imagine you're about to get down on the knee. You're about to propose to your girlfriend or your significant other. This can be the proposal of your dream, right? A beautiful sunset, a nice breeze. You didn't forget her friends and her family. They're kind of hiding around the corner, ready to surprise her and, and everybody. Well, now you're kind of screwed because you might have lost the ring. And now you might lose the girl because you're watching this, this engagement so much uh, that there may, there may be no saving you, just like there may be no saving the Dallas Cowboys uh, season. After news comes out from Jerry Jones, the Dak Prescott is going to be out for a few weeks. Well, Dallas Cowboys don't have Cowboy Co., but you have Bright Co., Jewelry Insurance. Bright.co forward slash locked on to protect yourself, your future, and any bad omens for the future. It doesn't have to be a ring. It could be a pricey watch or whatever you want. You can do it for $5 a month and get covered in two minutes or less just by using your cell phone. Don't hate insurance. Love it because we all need it. It's there for a reason. Now you can get it quicker than the Buccaneers can run away with a win against the Dallas Cowboys. Thanks to Bright.co. Go to Bright.co, Bright.co forward slash locked on. All right, guys, thanks for sticking with us here at the Locked on Books podcast. 
Come on, segment two. We thank you for making us first listener view after this game. David Harrison coming to you from a hotel room in Landover, Maryland. I was at FedEx Field earlier today to watch the Washington Commanders get their first win of the season, uh, defeating the Jacksonville Jaguars. Much, much more fun watching the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defeat the Dallas Cowboys in Jerry's world, hoping to look forward to seeing the Washington Commanders also hand the Dallas Cowboys a loss in Jerry's world. But of course, coming next, we've got the New Orleans Saints, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to, traveling to New Orleans. I, too, will be traveling to New Orleans. So I'll be coming uh, live from New Orleans next week for you. I'll be, well, I'll be there Saturday. So for the game, I'll be live. Not all week, but for the game, I'll be live there in New Orleans. So looking forward to that. Looking forward to talking to all of you again. So we'll get into that. But first, we're going to wrap up this game against the Dallas Cowboys. We're going to dive into some offensive and some defensive observations. Starting off with this running game, right? The, the, the talk kind of all week kind of leading up to this game and even just throughout the offseason was how much more the Buccaneers running game was going to play a part. Tom, obviously, another year not being more mobile than he's ever been before, or athletic than he's ever been before, right? So it's even more important to keep him healthy. And then, of course, Alex Kappa goes to Cincinnati Bengals. Ali Marpet goes on a permanent vacation. I'm sure he's working on something, but not playing football. And then, of course, Ryan Jensen, unfortunately, gets injured right there in the beginning of training camp. So now you got a rookie at one guard position. You got another guy who is NFL experience, you know, granted played with Tom Brady before. So that's all good. But he's new on the team. And then, of course, you have Hainsey playing there in the middle. So coming into this whole thing, it was always kind of a, a big deal, right? Tom Brady, you, he hates pressure up the middle. You know, what quarterback doesn't? Even mobile quarterbacks hate pressure up the middle, but especially the immobile ones. Now you have these three new offensive linemen. Obviously, the, the Dallas Cowboys are going to try to exploit that. So now you lean on the run. You try to do that a little bit better. Well, today, both teams try to lean on the run a little bit more than they did last year. One team did markedly better, and that, of course, is the winning team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Leonard Fournette, 21 carries, 127 yards, while Rashad White has six carries, 14 yards. Not as good an average. It's a rookie. First week in the NFL, I think we can all cut him some slack. But 21 carries, 127 yards, guys. I mean, Leonard Fournette alone accounted for, let me count them up for you, one, two, three, four, five, six explosive plays, which for those who aren't familiar NFL, an explosive play is 10 yards or more. When you're talking about running, it's 10 yards or more, passing 20 yards or more. Leonard Fournette, six explosive runs on the night against the Dallas Cowboys. Great night for him. But now we look at kind of the comparison, right? How, do, how does last year's team differ from this year's team? We only have one game to go off of. And we're a little bit fortunate because it's against the same team, the Dallas Cowboys. Now, they're a little bit different in roster construction and all that, but we can still have a little bit of a comparison here. Last season versus the Dallas Cowboys, the Buccaneers ran the ball a total, a total 14 times. That's not Leonard or Rojo. That's 14 carries total, uh, massed 52 yards. This game tonight, Sunday Night Football, 31 carries, 153 Yards And no, that's not counting Tom Brady's two kneel downs, which are technically runs in the stat box, negative one yard, but they're not run play. So I didn't count those. So these are 31 carries minus Brady, 153 yards, five different players running the ball for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Obviously, Fournette, obviously White, then also Julio Jones getting in on the action, uh, Jalen Darden and Brashad Perryman. Last season, Dallas Cowboys, they've also talked about when to lean on the run. Ezekiel, it's got to be the guy. Uh, maybe they're, the, uh, the other running back is the guy. Uh, 18 carries, 60 yards last season against Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 2022, this week's or this year's opening game, 18 carries. So last year, 18 carries. This year, 18 carries. Last year, 60 yards. This year, 71 yards. So they had a little bit more running uh, success. I was a little surprised as the game went on that they didn't lean 
on Zeke. He actually had a pretty good average there for, for a minute. I was a little surprised that they didn't lean on that a little bit more, but that's the breaks. The Dallas Cowboys made their decisions. Obviously, the Buccaneers come out winners, so we're not going to be too worried about what the Dallas Cowboys decided to do. But, again, looking at the tail of two teams, two teams that wanted to throw the ball less, run the ball more, Last season against the Dallas Cowboys, the Buccaneers threw the ball 50 times. Tom Brady threw the ball 50 times tonight. Sunday Night Football Week 1, 27 times. That's almost half the amount. Well, it's a little over half, but almost a 50% decrease in pass attempts. So the very deliberate, obvious intent to not put Tom Brady back there in the pocket as much as they did last week or last year, very obvious, very successful as well. The Dallas Cowboys, meanwhile, last year they had Dak Prescott throw the ball 58 times. Now he did leave the game, obviously, with a thumb injury. That again, if you haven't heard, just because it might impact your fantasy team or just your NFL guy or, or gal, 42 times. So last year, 58 time times. Now, granted, trailing right in week one, you're trying to get a win, especially a home win uh, these days. And so, you know, can't, it's kind of hard to blame them. But obviously, that intent fulfilled by one team, not fulfilled by the other team. The one that fulfilled it is the one going home with a victory. Looking over the defensive side of the ball this year. Held the Dallas Cowboys three for 15 on third down attempts last year, allowed nine of 17. So that's a much better defensive improvement. Everybody can talk all they want about Amari Cooper not being on this team anymore. Look, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup don't make this big of a difference in my mind. Okay. Dak, Dak Prescott obviously looked uncomfortable, didn't look uh, like the Dak Prescott that were sold and that were told and by the national media exists out there in Dallas. I give credit to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. Also, you know, they, they have a side to, to the Dallas Cowboys. So not 100% credit, but look, nine for three for 15 this year on third downs. You got to give that defense some credit for doing that. They gave up 12 first downs. The Buccaneers defense did this year against the Dallas Cowboys. Last year gave up 30. This, see, this is the most impressive defensive stat, team stat in my eyes. Last year, the Dallas Cowboys had nine drives against the Dallas, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense end up in Tampa territory. Now, it wasn't always red zone. It wasn't always in the 10-yard line or anything like that, but just over the, over the 50, right? In Tampa Bay territory. Last year, nine times the Dallas Cowboys crossed the 50-yard line in Raymond James Stadium. This year, three times. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense allowed the Dallas Cowboys offense into Bucks territory three times. This includes, well, not one of the three times, but Tom Brady's interception, right? Tom Brady's interception to the Dallas Cowboys Gives the Dallas Cowboys the ball on the Dallas 48-yard line. Literally, all you got to do is gain three yards, and you're in Tampa territory. That drive ends on the 50-yard line. The Buccaneers stonewall the Dallas Cowboys offense. Even getting the ball near midfield in a turnover and a rare Tom Brady mistake doesn't get them into Tampa territory. To me, that's a very dominant defensive performance. And even if this Dallas Cowboys offense is degraded from last year, again, Zeke is still there. Pollard is still there. Schultz is still there. CeeDee Lamb is still there. I get it. Gallup isn't. Amari Cooper isn't. But we've seen other teams, other quarterbacks, do a lot more with a lot less. So I do still kind of tip the cap to the Buccaneers defense. I also tip the cap to our friends over at PrizePicks and PrizePicks.com. So easy to play and get into the action. All you have to do is either listen to our friendly advice or check the guys out at prizepicks.com or use your own fantasy and time routine, the Seattle Seahawks and Pete Carroll. Maybe Russ is going to cook, as they like to say in Seattle, or he's going to ride, I guess. Let's ride, right, with the Denver Broncos. Uh, the advice to me is probably take 255 and a half passing yards for Russell Wilson. I probably take the over on that one. So if you put some money on that, 
you take the over. If he gets over 255.5 passing yards, you win money. Or maybe you're a believer in Geno Smith, who is apparently replacing Russell Wilson, at least for the year. He's projected to have 195.5 passing yards. So if you think Geno is going to go over that, probably because he's playing from behind, going to have to throw the ball a whole lot. And eventually volume equals yards, right? Maybe he's going to go over you or less over or under their projection. And you went up to 10 times your money on any entry. I apologize when you hear the hotel room air conditioner kicking on at the moment. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections. Again, head to prizepicks.com. Use a promo code locked on and you will get a 100% deposit match up to $100. You deposit 100, they give you 100. You deposit 50, they give you 50. That's the promo code locked on at prizepicks.com. Again, make sure you use that promo code locked on when you sign up for a deposit match up to $100. All right, guys, our final segment here on the Locked On Bucks podcast. And it's time for game balls. And I appreciate all of you joining us here live on YouTube. Appreciate you guys all filling up the uh, the live chat here. I can't go word by word or line by line as we're doing this live. It's just me. James is not here for this. But we are going to go back through it. So make sure you keep filling that thing up and we'll go through there and pull as much as we can. Uh, again, I see more injury questions, guys. Right now, we don't have any official word on any of these injuries. We will find those out, uh, of course, as Todd Bowles does his Monday press conference. And as the week goes through with injury designations and practice reports, we'll continue to monitor that. We know that you're super concerned. I wish I could give you guys all the answers. I wish I gave you all the good answers, too, believe me. Uh, but unfortunately, we can't do that as of right now. I see some Coquif love. Um, I know a lot of Coquif love going out there, tight end slash fullback slash just a dude who likes to play football for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And yes, of course, we're hoping Leonard Fournette, Chris Godwin, Donovan Smith, and anybody else uh, that is banged up from this game are okay. But the Buccaneers got the win 19-3. That is the topic at hand today. That is a topic that we're here to talk about again. I'm in a hotel in Landover, Maryland, so hopefully the internet is holding up enough that this is uh, understandable enough, judging by the amount of you that have, you know really should only upset you if he's on your fan roster because, man, those yards with a touchdown or two would have gone really, really well together, of course. But again, six explosive runs of 10 yards or more on the night. Just a consistently dominant performance from him. So Leonard Fournette, game ball number one. Game ball number two has got to go to Mike Evans. Five catches, 71 yards, one touchdown. Despite the fact that Chris Godwin was banged up coming into this thing, Julio Jones is still kind of getting everything going. Rashad Perryman got a whole lot of targets. I mean, at one point in time, you kind of look at the Dallas Cowboys defense. You kind of say, why aren't you just – you just have to smother Mike Evans and force them to go – uh, to Brashad hotel, hotel, good Austin. The hotel Wi-Fi is a sniper. Yeah, you would think that eventually the Dallas Cowboys defense right, would say, "Look, you're not going to Mike. You're not getting number 13. You have to beat us elsewhere." They never did that. Uh, Mike ends up with five catches, 71 yards, and a touchdown. So if he's on your fantasy roster, you're very, very happy uh, with those numbers at the end of the day as well. So that's my second game ball. Third game ball, I'm going to the defensive side, and there's some options. My, I mean, guys, like. I, like I looked at Mike Edwards. I mean, he made some really good plays. You look at Carlton Davis. He was in really good coverage for a lot of Vita Vea got a light sack. And, you know, I kind of predicted a Vita Vea uh, strong sack performance. So, you know, of course, I want to make myself the right guy here and, and, and give give him a game ball. But I got to give it to Devin White. Uh, led the team in tackles with eight combined tackles, two sacks on the night, was flying around the ball. Was he perfect? No. You know what I mean? And I know there's flaws in his game that we all want to see him kind of. Cowboys to be a playoff team, a potential Super Bowl contender, and this defense just held them to three points. Three points on the night. You got to give the defense a game ball as a whole, but if I got to pick one defender 
Antoine Winfield Jr. Love the kid. Want to give him one for the interception. You know what I mean? If we got 10 game balls, we'll give them all one. But if I got to pick one, which I did to myself, but if I got to pick one, I'm going to go with Devin White on this one. We'll see if James has any different game balls to hand out tomorrow. Of course, again, if you've got game balls you want to give out, uh, I see Julio getting some love in the chat. Make sure you throw those in there. Free and available wherever you get podcasts. We will be back on Tuesday. In the meantime, if you got questions or topics about this game, everything that we talked about here, or anything else, send them in a Lockdown Bucks podcast at gmail.com or call in and be a part of the show by dialing 813-444-5841. And just like the live chat, we will get to as many of those as we can. For James Jarko, I'm David Harris. Until we speak again, make sure you're checking out everything we're writing over at BucksGameDay.com and BucksNation.com. Check us out on Twitter at harrison 82 at jarko underscore Bucks and at Lockdown Bucks for out and about. Please be safe. Be kind to one another. Wash your hands. It's Victory Monday, so fire those cannons. Thank you for joining me right here at Locked On Bucks.